Good evening. Tonight we are going to be talking about rubbish. You're listening to the spotlight, and I'm not. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we are going to be talking about time travel and the different stories in which we have heard and whether or not we believe it it's possible, plausible, or any of the between. This evening, I'm joined by Colleen and Nancy. Do you guys want to say hi? Hi. Hi. So, I don't know who wants to lead off. You had a, a, a good one on the line. We could actually start with that, if you sure. like. Yeah. So, I did a lot of my, like, I researched through TikTok today about time traveling. Get right in there. Sorry. Um, I did a lot of the research. I was looking through TikTok today because I, my, <laughs> the algorithm for me is, is all the conspiracy theories and, and, and weird stuff. The good old reliable, the internet never lies TikTok. Right. Yeah. Well, that was the part that I was a little bit frustrated with because as I was, because I just searched time traveling and some of them were, I don't know whether they were poking fun at it or they were bullshitting, but you could clear as bell see like, okay, like this is just bullshit. So I don't know whether, you know, and it was kind of disappointing because you're yeah. looking for answers. We did one from a, it was a documentary we found on Tubi, I think it was, and it was the man from 3032. That was the last time we touched on time travel on the podcast here. I think you can still find that one in the back logs there if you're looking for that. Um, but like 20 minutes into the doc documentary, we're like, yeah, this is malarkey. Yeah, we don't buy any of this. None of your stuff is lining up to anything else, and you're just blowing smoke out your ass, but... Yeah. But you, you found another story. So I found a story and actually it was mentioned um, by all these create all these TikTok um, content creators. It was on Unknown Facts, The Rabbit Hole, The Grey Line, Galactic Unraveling, Decoder X, The LSD Experience, and It's Weird Time. So each the, of these places... The Rabbit Hole is good too if you go to YouTube and get their long form stuff. It really jumps down those holes oh okay i'll have to go yeah. and check but they all talked about this supposed time traveler named sergey ponomarenko from kiev and apparently he showed up one day in 2006 um and the police were called to the scene as he was a wandering confused man um he was dressed in clothes that would be like from not our, not our time he was carrying a old camera and the camera was called i think i wrote it down um it was a rare camera from 1956 and it was in mint condition i was just about to ask is this the gentleman with the camera because i've seen a lot of yes yeah. yeah and so um they ended up taking him to a psych ward because they thought this man is completely bonkers um because he was talking about like he's from 1958 and he's only 25 years old and he's saying he's born in like 1932 and they're like well if you were born in 1932 you would have been like 70 years old and he clearly did not look 70 
Um, yeah, he looked closer to the age he said he was. Yeah, so when they asked him what day it was, I actually wrote, it was April 23rd, 1958, and he was 25 years old. And he said to them, develop the film on my camera, and I'll sh- explain, it'll show what I'm talking about. So they developed the film, um, and it showed the city of, of Kiev in Ukraine that it did not look like it, d- it looked in 2006. So some of the buildings weren't there anymore. Oh, he showed up in 2006? He showed up in 2006 from 1958. I I didn't know it was that recent. So that's been within our time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, and it said, sorry, it said it it showed buildings in the city of Kiev that didn't exist anymore. Um, And while he was in, in the psych ward, he just vanished four days later. And only left back his camera reel. But also, sorry, he had an ID from the Soviet Union. And the Soviet Union in 2006 was... was Long dissolved. Yeah, long dissolved. Um, But there was... And I I think it was It's Weird Time that debunked this one. And they said that the story was fabricated by the Ukraine TV station because there was discrepancies in the camera roll with the timestamps. And the ID didn't have the official seal of, like, what the Soviet Union seal was on his ID. But they went and found this la- the lady, because there was a picture of him and a woman. Yeah. And they went and found, the- they tracked down the woman, because he gave him, he gave her- them her name. And they tracked her down, and she was 70 years old. And she said that he went missing in 1958, and she hadn't seen him. And they put a missing missing person report out. And because he had just vanished and that she hadn't seen him since 1958. And what how he ended up time traveling was he said, and it was actually a picture on the camera reel where he was out walking, taking pictures. And he looked up in the sky and saw this bell shaped flying object, took a picture of it. And if you go to any of those content creators, you can see what they're talking about. Um, And then all of a sudden he there was a flash and like some weird noises. And then he ended up in 2006. That sounds like the bell, Colleen. Doesn't that sound like the bell? I don't know if anybody at home uh, knows what that is. When you talk about uh, time travel, the bell. Well, I want to keep that under uh, like Nazi occultism and 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 stuff that they were into as its own podcast. But we, but yeah, the bell or uh, the German technology. It's a craft that resembles a big church bell in many respects, but not all. And uh, it's been known to go through time, stop time, warp things, you know, fly, you know, things like that. So um, it is one of those time travel kind of things, stories that you, you had mentioned. But yeah, I, I want to keep that more so for uh, the Nazis' occultism, because apparently they did more than just time travel and stuff like that. They got pretty deep into things. See, I was wondering if... Out of, I don't know, how many content creators did I mention? Six? Out of one of them had the debunk. And I'm thinking, well, time traveling isn't something that the government would want out. Yeah. So they would try to, you know, did was it real? And they just kind of said, no, 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 no. It was fake. It was fake. The timestamps were wrong. We looked into it. We did the research. And it's like, how? how? That, that's what they would say. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the times we're not going to be able to find out the truth of these things because they're going to be buried so deep 
And then when you do get information about it, redacted. Yeah. Well, when I did like a Google search for time traveling, it brought me to Albert Einstein's theory of relativity. And that, um, what was it? The theory of relativity says some, or says time and motion are relative to each other. And depending on your, the how fast you're moving and your position. And so they, they I looked up, one page was USA Today, um, and another one was science.com. And they talked about um, how time traveling is real, but it's not how we think it's real. Well, I can put it into perspective. Uh, if you fly, uh, I worked it out years ago. So my boss at the time flew from Canada to Thailand and back again. I did the math, and it works out that she is one billionth of a second younger than she would have been if she never left. Because of the time zones. Because of how fast she's moving in an airplane mm-hmm. and for how long. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because then the example that they gave was if you're standing on the side of the road and a car's going down the road at 60 kilometers an hour, it's going to appear fat or it's going to appear slower then if you're in a car going opposite and you drive by somebody doing the same speed, it appears that they are going a lot faster because you're moving. Yeah. So it's often called the time dilation effect. That's, yeah. And it's a key proponent that the faster you go, the slower time gets. And one of the key theories with it is that, so if we were to ever achieve light speed uh, or, or close to light speed, somebody could leave the earth going light speed And they could travel for a year, but when they came back here, we would be thousands upon thousands of years ahead. And we actually see this in real life. Um, GPS satellites orbit about 20,000 kilometers, give or take a few, above the Earth. They have to have very precise clocks that keep them in check with their rotation around the Earth, their navigation. But every year their clocks gain an average of 38 milliseconds per day due to time dilation. It doesn't seem like much, but it actually, if they're running 38 milliseconds fast, it can result in a positioning error of near, nearly 10 kilometers. On Earth. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. would increase daily if they're not constantly corrected. Yeah. And this is because the idea is, is that as you get closer to a gravitational pull, the time speeds up. So the idea is that the core of the earth, time is faster than as you spread out. And being from like, like I now work in technical support and we deal with like radio frequencies between towers and stuff. If they're off by like a fraction, then you're not getting anything at all. Yeah. And if it's off by like 10 kilometers, you're not even pointing in the right neighborhood. You know? Yeah. (laughs) So... So, like, Einstein proposed that time travel could be possible, but only time travel into the future, not into the past. And one of the ways that he actually proposed this was it's called the Einstein-Rosen Bridge. And it's a type of wormhole, worm, wormhole, if I can learn to speak. Um, and it's it's basically a theoretical area of space-time that is warped in a way where one spot connects two distant points. And that was the one way Einstein could see of possibly traveling into the past. Um, of course, when you get into that, you get into paradox effects and there's dimensional been folding. And, yeah. 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 Um, 
there was actually a study, and I'm sorry, I don't have the date, but it was from University of Queensland in Australia. And they actually studied trying to find out, because our classic paradox that we talk about is if you went back in time and killed your grandfather, how could you actually do that? Because then you wouldn't exist. And what they found was that (coughs) time will actually correct itself. We can't do that. That the universe is not going to allow for discrepancy like that to happen. I do not know how they came about this, but they did publish a paper saying that that paradox could actually not happen. You would never actually be able to shoot your grandfather. It wouldn't work. The universe would not allow it. Uh, So that one I found interesting because I don't know how they would have figured that one out. Well, this one, that would actually lead into next week's topic of um, multiverses and stuff like that. There's a physics behind that. That explains what you're saying there, in a way. So, stay tuned. <coughs> well, and that's even, and I know this kind of joke, but like in Back to the Future, and like every single movie, <laughs> Doc is always like, you can't mess with the way the things are supposed to go. You can't mess, you can't see yourself, you can't mess with anything. You have to let the natural order of things go, which makes complete sense, even yeah. though it's it's a movie. Yeah. Now, uh, didn't the church have a i want to say chrono visor or something like that it was essentially a tv kind of thing that could look into the past and you could actually feel like you're right there but you couldn't really interact too much like you could but you couldn't change anything so there have been a number of possible time machine technologies talked about over the years. And the chronovisor is one from Italian Benedictine monk Pellegrino Ernetti. And I did that. I even got the name of the thing right. That was good. Do you want to say it? Because you get the Italian. (coughs) No, Pellegrino Ernetti. Okay, there we go. Um, And yeah, it was supposedly like a time viewer, which could see the past without sound. Anyway, so the chronovisor is one of the ones talked about. But, of course, we don't have any proof of any of these things. And everyone says they're fake. Project Pegasus. I think that went into uh, going back to different famous times. Have you ever seen the uh, one photo of the uh, kid at one of the famous speeches? I don't know if it was like the signing of the Declaration of Independence or if it was or another historical event. But you see this boy, and he's wearing a coat that's a not the right size for him. And he's also got shoes that are way too big on him. And apparently this older guy has come forward. I can't remember his name because there's been so many time traveler stories that I'm getting confused. Uh, But he was saying, yeah, that was me when I was younger. My father uh, would take me into the office and we would do these different tests and stuff like that. Sometimes he was with me. Sometimes he wasn't. And one time that I went, uh, I went to this area, but uh, they didn't let you wear anything that was out of period. So when I got there, it was cold, so I needed to find a jacket. So I found an old one that was just laying somewhere, and I found an old pair of boots, and that's why they didn't fit me, because they were just random boots that he found. And he was actually a time traveler, got snapped in this picture, and then came back home and and that's what was yeah well there are if you look out there now there are so many photographs that claim to be time travelers like you see 
Um, one of the famous ones is from a Charlie Chaplin movie. And it looks like somebody is walking by holding a cell phone to their ear. Um, you know, that the official explanation on that one is that it was a handheld hearing device. But there are so many of these. I also heard that that lady had a radio in her purse and was listening to it because it was a fabric radio. So she was just holding the radio up to her ear. Well, see, that's where I was kind of questioning because I saw exactly that today when I was doing my research. And if if I were to time travel back to 1958 when there was no cell phones, my phone would not work. Because there would be no signal. There'd be no signal. So I wouldn't be able to use it anyways. Not unless the phone was specifically to or designed to work quantumly. Yes. But I mean, like a random person couldn't just go back. Unless that lady was sent there. True. So right now we have quantum computing. You take that a little bit further. So instead of we're computing at a quantum level, now we're actually using quantum technology in other things, letting us go between time periods or time zones or parallel universes or what have you. And yeah, like we could be looking at a technology we don't recognize yet. Yeah. You know? And there was one I came across where it was this tall guy and he was wearing like glasses from like the 90s and had a band shirt on and the picture was taken taken place apparently in like in the 1950s and everybody was in 1950 gear but my question then is is photoshopping is so easy (laughs) yeah you know like it would be so simple to just photoshop a picture or photoshop somebody right in there well there are ways to tell though oh okay oh yeah there's definitely ways to tell if something's been edited so, as a graphic designer here, when I see the the pictures that show time travelers, my mind immediately just goes Photoshop. Um, I look, I'm immediately questioning because I question every picture I see because I know how much you can change them. Some of them, some of the examples I saw, I looked at, I just immediately dismissed because I could see, I could see the signs of Photoshop. Mainly the fact that one area of the picture has a deeper pixelation than another area, and that's just automatic giveaway. But there were ones where Honestly, I would think either that was an extreme expert or it was not photoshopped. Um, And there were so many pictures. But we do live in a time now where we can't trust the pictures anymore. If these pictures were shown to me 40 years ago, it'd be different. But now everybody has access to Photoshop. Well, there was another gentleman, and I can't remember his nationality, but his his primary language was not English. Um. And he told a story of he was fixing underneath his sink one day and he saw an opening on the other side. So he figured, well, I'm going to crawl through this thing and see what the hell is going on underneath my sink. And he ended up meeting himself in the future. And the reason he knew it was himself is because the older man who was about 20 to 40 years older had the same tattoo as him and the same scars as him. So that's how he knew it was himself. He ended up taking a picture of the two of them together and then came back and showed the picture. I don't know if you can pull that up or not. So I I did hear that it. one. I don't I'm I do not have it written down. Do you did you come across that one Nancy? Okay. So I was looking into that one earlier and the comment I saw on that was that that was actually a commercial produced for a life insurance agency um and 
I sorry, I'm not taking the time to find it right now, but I don't know if that was true. I just browsed past it quickly, but they said it was actually a promotional thing for life insurance or some type of insurance to show, hey, if you take care of yourself, you can meet yourself and that you'll live this long. Um, all of these have interesting stories. Yeah, that's, that's not what this one's saying. Like, there's so many tags it? of it. And, okay. And, this is, he's Swedish. Okay, he's Swedish. Yeah. So, hold on. Let me just scroll through here. His name is, oh, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, don't even. <laughs> H-A-K-A-N is his his first name. And it says, and this is called um, IndiaTimes.com. And it says, old video of Swedish time traveling claiming that he met his future self and talked to him has gone viral. There are many stories of people time traveling and finding things in the future that scare us. But in reality, we're not so sure if those facts are true or even if people can time travel. But a Swedish man apparently time traveled. And to prove that he did get he did, he got evidence for all of us in the future. The Swedish man named and I spelt his name had this experience back in 2006, which is interesting because that's what the other thing. Yeah. Ha. So when did they turn on CERN? Uh, Twelve. 12. 12. But they had the smaller colliders earlier. Yeah. And I think it was I, I I think CERN was turned on in 12. So did the smaller ones get turned on in 6? So does it say any more on that one? So it says here the Swedish time traveler meets himself in the future with a video proof. Um the short clip taken from the documentary which featured a short interview with the man um and it then it says that it was shared by TikTok user um, at IIMCF. It says in this interview uh, showed him showed how he met his future self, who was 70 years of age, and talked to him at full length. And quote, I see myself as a 70-year-old man, he explains. In the clip before the narrator says, it would be very easy to dismiss um, I'm going to Hacken, I'm guessing. Hakan Norvis. Yeah. As a liar. Luckily, because I thought no one's going to believe this, I had my mobile and could film it. And that, you mean, you could film something and take pictures without having any kind of um, signal. Oh, yeah. You can do that. Yeah. with it. But he's going to the future. So. Yeah. He yeah, said, so we still. stood there talking and it was nice. It was a nice feeling, a really good feeling. In the video, he apparently was trying to fix his kitchen sink while doing as he saw bright light below the sink cabinet. When he went inside, he transported to a place where he met his older self. So. And there is a video. Yeah. I just I just found what I had read before and what it was is that so I got it a little bit wrong. Apparently he put out this story and then he was approached by a Swedish pension company to make his story into a documentary commercial. So he's he had the story first, then he was approached by the pension company. So at that point they're trying to get at that point the once it became the pension company using it, people stopped believing him on many things. But it was, that's where it was. I knew there was a company involved, but it was after his story first came out. So possibly could be yeah. true. And so interesting he, that it was 06. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That is weird. Things that, both that make are... you go, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mental note, mental note. The other big one, which people are still really debating about how true it is or whatever, is Time Traveler Zero, I believe was his name. Um, time travel underscore zero. He first made his debut with the art, art, art bell. Thank you. With art bell. Um, 
And he was posting on the Art Bell forums about, and his story was that he had come from the year 2036 and he was a soldier and he'd come back because he needed to find an ancient computer to deal with programming errors in oh, legacy Oh, is that John Titter? That's John Titter, yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, and, yeah, continue. And people are still trying to figure out, like, he, if it was fake, this guy went through a lot of work to do it. Like, he gave lots of details, information. He started on MySpace and stuff like that. Yeah. Leaving little posts Tiny here and little there things, and... just little threads. And, and then he eventually got to the point where he was even describing what the time machine was kind of like, components of it, because he needed to find components, not giving everything away, but little bits. And it's, since it's been declared, it has been declared a hoax, you know, people are saying so-and-so did it, and, and you know, it was just a, a joke. But, it, you know, a lot of people still really wonder, because it wa- it went on for years, I guess, where he would send out these, these little posts and, and that, and just very interesting, that one. Apparently, he was around for like five years on and off. Yeah. Coming in and out for different reasons. And apparently, it wasn't a direct jump. He had stopovers. Yeah. Where he had to stop in certain periods to recalibrate or something along those lines. Yeah. It was. I don't know if it's like a build up of static electricity or something. Oh, man. This A&W root beer, I tell you. Um,. But I also heard another rumor that uh, John Teeter, he came from like 3036, so people worked out what year he was going to be born in. And he was 2036. 20, or yeah, yeah, yeah okay. 2036. And people actually worked out what year he would have been born in, and apparently there's been several John Teeters born really? in that year. And and I am sorry, I did not deep dive on it because I found it near the end of my research and I just did not have time. But it just struck me, I, you know, maybe someone else knows more. I'm sure more people, there are a lot of people who know a lot more. Um, but it was one that was just really interesting because it didn't seem like there was anything. There was somebody who claimed, oh, yeah, my brother and I did it as a joke. A five-year-long joke with little bits and pieces being leaked. With Yeah, it just seems odd to me. And so on my brain there, I'm thinking, is this a matter of, Somebody up on high saying, you know what, we, we got to discredit this. Okay, let's hire this guy to say it was fake. You know, you wonder. You really do. I'm not sure if I can remember any other stories. So we did the John Teeter. There's, there was there was one I knew about a couple that had a computer. And they brought it home. And they had it all booted up. And I guess they had it just on a, a C-prompt uh, for you young kids out there, um, you originally had to run your programs through typing in what you wanted it to do, and there was a series that you had to follow, that kind of thing. Anyways, um, but they went out one night, and when they came home, there was a message from this entity, and they figured, okay, you know, someone was here. They're playing a joke on us. Maybe mom and dad came and saw that the computer was open, so wrote us a little message, whatever. Well, it kept happening. So they started setting up cameras to see if there was anybody coming into the home or anything, and nobody was coming into the home. Nothing was getting disturbed. And after they had gone back and forth a little bit with this um, first entity, a second entity started conversing on the computer as well. 
And the long and short of it is that the first ones that they were talking to was actually a gentleman in like the 1800s. How he was typing on a computer, I don't know. Uh, the second entity that showed up and tried to shut things down was actually from like 3046 or something like that. And apparently evolved past what we would call man. And it was, you know, putting out little things like you should probably stop giving him information about the future and things like that because he's in 1886 and stuff like that. He doesn't need to know about the destruction of this and the destruction of that. You're going to cause problems and stuff like that. And then so they talked to him a little bit more, trying to keep things simple and this and that. And they eventually, uh, he decides that he's getting in too much trouble from all things the church Ooh. are starting to look at him. So he refuses to talk on the demon box anymore. Yes. Then the second entity that came in that claimed to be from the future said, you have two choices at this time. You can continue and, and pretty much did the whole matrix spiel. You know, which pill are you taking? You can either come with me and figure out what is going on and I'll give you the information you need to the best of my extent and to what I'm allowed to give you. Or we can end our conversations here and stuff like that. And at this point, the, the couple was so freaked out because they had realized, you know, this computer is being accessed, but not by someone from that room. It's, it's, Ooh. it's coming across. And this is time before the internet, right? Yeah. This is like Commodore 64 or sooner kind <laughs> of stuff, right? Like it didn't have windows. Windows was not a thing. You know, they'd be lucky if they're running Norton commander. And yes, that's they're running thing. DOS prompt. Yeah, DOS prompt. Yeah, that's that's about it, which is, yeah, I guess even Norton Commander that I was using was a little bit better than just the DOS prompt because it was at least a GUI. But, like, there's so many stories out there of it. It does make you think. It really does make you think, is this happening? Now, one thing that naysayers will say about it is that. Well, if time travel did, if we were ever able to do it, and it does ever exist, and we can travel into the past, why aren't we inundated with visitors and tourists from the future? But to me, it, it seems like, well, if somebody's going to visit the past, they're going to do their best to blend in. Like, if somebody wants to go and visit, like, Salem, Massachusetts during the witch trials, they're not going to dress up like somebody from 3055, because they're going to be tried and killed. You know, you're going to do your best to blend into the area. It would be how I would think it is. Well, from other stories I heard, time travel becomes a vacationing thing. But there are very strict laws you must follow if you are to be a time vacationer. You cannot interact in any way that can cause a difference in the flow of things. You can only be like... A visual observer so like if you went back to see your grandfather or something before he died you couldn't go see him as your 26 year old while your seven year old self is talking to him you have to stand back you know off in the bushes and watch from a distance you can't interact with anything right you have to stay out of everybody's way that kind of thing and and you don't stay long and it kind of plays into those other videos where you see people blipping in and out and, and kind of uh, teleporting and stuff like that. They're actually time travelers that were about to see someone get killed who broke the time law and 
zip to their location, grab them off the bike, zip back to the sidewalk before the truck went by. Those are violators of the time continuum. Yeah. Now, the... I watch a lot of random shit. <laughs> the interesting thing, I I always remember hearing, so <laughs> kind of our first uh, introduction to time travel as a society was, I believe, 1885, H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. What's interesting about that is that H.G. Wells wrote a number of fascinating stories, but he got a lot of things right. An awfully gross number of things. Yeah, beyond coincidental. Like, this was, he Like, the only one beating him is The Simpsons. Yeah, good point, yes. Um, So, a theory I have heard many times, and I like it, um, is that- was H.G. Wells a time traveler who decided to come back and live in our time or got stranded here and had to make a living somehow, so let me write these stories. Yeah, what if I put my truth into fiction? Exactly. And no one's the wiser, but that's what happened. You know, like he, he pretty Isn't that much- is the Bible? <laughs> you touchy subject? Okay. <laughs> but like H.G. Wells pretty much, like he popularized science fiction. Before that, it, it really- there's not too many examples of it before him, but his stuff was really uh, brand new and very unique and ended up so much of it becoming real. Uh, c- kind of scary that way. So they're also saying with us messing with time, like let's say hypothetically we are messing with time. If it's not the government or a secret organization, someone's someone's doing it, right? That's where they're saying these Mandela effects are coming from. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't listened to our special on the Mandela effect, I suggest you do because we're hoping to do a second one on the Mandela effect because things have changed again. Some things have changed back to the way they were and some things, some other things have changed further. I also wasn't on the first one, so I really would like to be on that second one. Um, so yeah, that that could be what's messing with things. Us. There, there is one thing we haven't touched on in regards to time <laughs> travel that we don't have to go too far in. But whenever you look into any type of time travel, one thing is always going to pop up: Philadelphia Experiment. That's what I was looking at on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, sorry, uh, there was one TikTok video that I watched that talked about um, the Sergei Ponomarenko. And then it also talked about this Alfred, oh, what's his name? Um, Alfred Bielek. And I was just doing some, like, because it popped back in my head. So I was just looking. It's quite dry, though. But it's it talks about the Philadelphia Experiment. And the web the website is the Naval History and Heritage website. And it's it's quite a bit. I wish I had found this earlier because then I could have, like, paraphrased most of it. Um but yeah, it talked about how, because there was a movie in 84 where it talked about, and it, the, the movie was about, well, like, invisibility. And so, but it wasn't, that wasn't actually the Philadelphia Experiment. The Philadelphia Experiment had to do with Albert Einstein's theory of relativity and time travel. I didn't go too much into it because I know the thought was maybe do one just on the Philadelphia Experiment because it is uh, so in-depth. There is so much there. Um Sorry, I'm doing too many ums. I apologize. Well, the the one thing I will say, Colleen, uh, 
with the Philadelphia experiment, from me looking at it at a couple different times, what I think they were actually trying to do was not the teleportation thing. I think they were trying to make a warp bubble, which would dilate time. It would kind of take that object yes. out of time space so that it could be moved somewhere else without wrecking the laws of speed and stuff like that. Instead of moving something through space, you're moving space around it. The one I've also heard quite a bit is not, teleport, not, not teleportation, not time travel, but invisibility was what they were going for. And what the basically was in 43, the USS Eldridge was used as this experiment all hands on deck, you know, and they... I think we covered it, didn't we, at one point? I, did we do... Well, we'll just do a quick recap. It, yeah, yeah. It basically, in the dock where it was, which was in Philadelphia, it disappeared. And all of a sudden, it appeared in Norfolk, Virginia, and then disappeared again and came back to Philadelphia, all within the space of a few minutes. And they were... One report I read was that they were trying to make ships invisible to radar using Einstein's unified field theory. I'm sorry, I'm not a physicist and I don't understand most of Einstein's, so I've just left it there. You can research it yourself. I'm done on that one. I heard that uh, onlookers from like the shore and the docks and stuff like that saw a green mist or yes. a haze form around the vessel before they saw like what they described as an electrical field. And then that's when it disappeared. The, the the real crazy stuff happened when it reappeared back in Philadelphia. And people on the, the other ships... Do you want to do? Well, are you talking about what the crew experienced? Yes. So apparently the crew experienced when they got off was like delirium. And like they lost their minds. They had medical issues, like internal medical issues. They had mental issues they were they like lost their minds those are the ones that got off the other ones were fused to walls fused halfway through yeah. the floor uh, a couple of them died instantly because when they rematerialized they had a wall going through their head and as you know that kind of severs the brain pretty quick just slightly i wit eyewitnesses claim like they were fused to things the ones who weren't fused went insane mm -hmm. and then there were ones that never came back they there, were just gone. There was other ones that were there but invisible. Yeah. So, so yeah, a lot of weird shit happened on that one. So if that was, and that was in 1943. So if the government, if U.S. government started to experiment then, and if they realized, wait a minute, this has done something, who's to say they haven't gone forward with it and kept trying and maybe refined it, found something better, a different way to do it? We don't know. We don't know. But I mean, I know I've done some research on um, how veterans came back from like World War II, for example, because I know like yeah. my grandma talked a lot about that, how my grandpa came back different. Shell shock. Yeah. Different and man, like, seen shit. Yeah. Just and so like, up. I can only imagine the things that they'd seen. But then can you just, can you like fathom how your, like if your brain would even be able to wrap wrap it like wrap your head around what the fuck just happened yeah yeah like no wonder they went bonkers oh absolutely like how do you explain something that has not only never been talked about before but something that's so far beyond your comprehension yeah 
So far. Like one minute you're there, next minute you're back, and like your friend has a wall through his body. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the, I, I, no, I, 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 I pretty, I can't even talk. Not only did you see <laughs> shit. Like, I can't even wrap my head around what yeah. that would look like. Yeah. Not only did you just see shit, and God only knows what they saw in between. Yeah. But then you come back and the best man from your wedding has a harpoon through his head. Right. You know, like. Well, and then when you talk I, about I'd be time throwing traveling. Up. I'd be throwing Just straight up. The uh, the emotional up and down roller coaster. Yeah. I'd be throwing up. Yeah. And what about, we're not even talking about what are the physiological effects of this instantly disappearing, reappearing, disappearing, and reappearing again. What does that do to the construction of your body, your individual cell structure? When, what could it do to that? When it came down to that story I was mentioning about the boy who went with his dad for these different experiments, there was other children who came as well. Whether or not they were with their parents or not, he did not know. One boy, you're told when you jump through the portal to tuck your arms and legs close to you. Keep your arms and legs inside the ride at all times. This boy took an extra long stride jump instead of tucking himself in like he's almost doing a cannonball and he lost his foot because it was too far away from the center mass of his body and when he materialized on the other side his foot was completely missing he bled out and died within minutes well i i think am i the only one here who's a whovian yes okay all right doctor who She's I'm, a who tard. I I I've watched. Yeah, I've watched Doctor. Who. You're you're a Whovian. Okay, but, but not to probably the extent. Okay, that you have. I was introduced to it when I was only like a couple days old, and I've watched old Doctor, new Doctor, all this. But it's interesting how a lot of the things that we're talking about here are actually mimicked in Doctor Who, where in his TARDIS it creates its own field. But if you go outside of that field, you're going to get damaged. Um, and it's with the Time Lords. The interesting thing with them is that. How they've done it is that the Time Lords are actually able to see what the proper path of time is. So they know when to interfere and when not to. And they do this, they have to to stare into the well of time. And it can drive them insane. Uh, They might survive, they might not, they might go insane. And it's just fascinating how a lot of these, these ideas where... A time traveler must obey the rules, uh, watch what's going on around them, dress appropriately, know the timeline, and also the risks of time travel, what it can risk in terms of bodily harm or mental damage. It's all mimicked in Doctor Who. Like, I think a lot of our ideas on time travel are really condensed into that, which is interesting. Yeah. Go ahead, Nancy. But even when you compare that to, like, any movie that talks... Or show that talks about time traveling. It's all the same. It's you can't mess with the plant, the grand scheme of things. You know, like even what was it? Uh, like Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And then you compare all the different media that talk about this. It's all the same thing. And then you start to wonder. Like I know people have amazing imaginations, but then you're like, but why are they all the same in exactly. these stories? Exactly. Yeah. What is Hollywood actually saying? Right. And so I I know that there's been <laughs> butterfly um, effect. Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, totally. That was that was an amazing movie. The one, I don't know if you've seen it, and if you haven't, you, you really should. It, it's sappier, but...
but it's the time traveler's wife. Yes, that's a good one. That is so good. Like it's if, a good one. If you like ones where people jump back and forth through time like crazy, this guy can't control it, so he blips between older times, younger times, and he's he essentially lives his entire uh, 80 whatever years of lifespan sporadically, so not in order. Yeah, like, it, it's good. You oh, it's to, so yeah. crazy. Um, I often toyed with with the fact that, like, if I could go back to an era to see it live and experience it, like, I, I would probably go back to the 50s. I don't know if anybody's ever thought about this. And, like, that would be an era that I would love to experience. That's cool. Yeah, but just don't vote. That actually makes me think of <sighs> an article I read when I was much younger, and I... I haven't found anything about it, but I remember reading, and it was in a big magazine. It wasn't like World Weekly News or anything like that. It was in a, one of my dad's maybe, Scientific American, National Geographic, I don't know. And they were excavating Pompeii. And you know how when the, um, what, what was it? Okay, when all the ash fell down, it created a compact mass, and they could actually pour in cement, and it would give the outlines of the bodies. They found a body when they did that that had a top hat on. And it was very interesting. It's like, what is he wearing? Because there were no top hats in, like, I believe, let's say, 60 AD. I might have Pompeii's date wrong, I'm sure. And the thought was, was this a time traveler? Like, could this have been somebody from the 1800s who managed to time travel or got thrown back in time, dimensional rift, whatever? Is it the guy with the camera? Because <laughs> he never came back, and nobody knows came, where he went. He never came back. But it it was fascinating. Like, and your thought of your as to where you would go, I could easily see going to Pompeii as being. I want to go see Pompeii before it's destroyed, and you get a date wrong, and next thing you know, you're buried under a whole bunch of ash. I don't know where I would want to go. Uh, I've. I've thought about it, but I've never come up with a good answer of what I'd like to. I think I would probably, I love Rome. I love ancient Rome. I would love to see the days of the emperor or something like that, of of the great, you know, Claudian emperors. I think that would be awesome. Well, we're at uh, 45 minutes. That, that's that's good. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, give her. I just think it's funny how I'm like, I just want to go back and see hoop skirts and, and, and see <laughs> see all the musicians that were from the 50s, right? Because I, I love that era. And then here's Colleen. I would love to go and see all this historical stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a flake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the girl, I'm the girl that when I go to a new city, the first thing I do is find out where is the museum and the art gallery, okay? I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I'm sorry. I admit it, and but <laughs> yeah, I wish I could. I'm if allergic. I <laughs> oh, that I it is fat. Like, time travel would be amazing to be able to do that, but I think if it does ever happen, it definitely is something that would have to be policed because you don't want the ro- could you imagine a serial killer time traveling? Yeah, that wouldn't be a good time. Like, hey, that could maybe explain why. Jack the Ripper wasn't found or something or why like who knows but a serial killer if they have access to time travel well they've got the whole world a there. time assassin time assassin sounds like a good movie yeah, yeah. Exactly. oh there's already been a couple like yeah. the one so uh that 
leads to the last point I want to say here. So, uh, as a lot of people know, just like in Back to the Future and all those other things, a lot of the ways they get around the paradox thing is that uh, if you go back in time and you kill your grandfather, you didn't actually kill your grandfather. You killed that timeline's grandfather, and you have now set in motion a separate timeline which coincides to our next topic, which will be parallel universes or more easily explained multiverses because they're not all parallel. So join us next week. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't know what we're all on. TikTok. TikTok. Yep. We got the tickety-tockety thing going on. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take her easy.